Chapter fifty five of the Legacy of Cain. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Legacy of Cain by Wilkie Collins. Chapter fifty five. Helena's Diary Resumed. I did think of it. Philip came to us and lived in our house let me hasten to add that the protest of propriety was duly entered on the day before my promised husband arrived standing in the doorway nothing would induce her to take a chair or even to enter the room miss jillgall delivered her opinion on philip's approaching visit mrs tenbruggen reported it in her pocket-book as if she was representing a newspaper at a public meeting here it is copied from her notes miss helena graced you my first impulse under the present disgusting circumstances was to leave the house and earn a bare crust in the cheapest garret i could find in the town but my grateful heart remembers mr gracedieu my poor afflicted cousin was good to me when i was helpless i cannot forsake him when he is helpless at whatever sacrifice of my own self-respect i remain under this roof so dear to me for the minister's sake i notice miss that you smile i see my once dear elizabeth the friend who has so bitterly disappointed me she stopped and put her handkerchief to her eyes and went on again my friend who has so bitterly disappointed me taking satirical notes of what i say i am not ashamed of what i say the virtue which will not stretch a little where motive is good is feeble virtue indeed i shall stay in the house and witness horrors and rise superior to them good morning miss gracedieu good morning elizabeth she performed a magnificent curtsey and as mrs tenbruggen's experience of the stage informed me made a very creditable exit a week has passed and i have not opened my diary my days have glided away in one delicious flow of happiness philip has been delightfully devoted to me his fervent courtship far exceeding any similar attentions which he may once have paid to eunice have shown such variety and such steadfastness of worship that i despair of describing it my enjoyment of my new life is to be felt not to be coldly considered and reduced to an imperfect statement in words for the first time i feel capable if the circumstances encouraged me of acts of exalted virtue for instance I could save my country if my country was worth it i could die a martyr to religion if i had a religion in one word i am exceedingly well satisfied with myself the little disappointments of life pass over me harmless i do not even regret the failure of good mrs tenbruggen's efforts to find an employment for philip worthy of his abilities and accomplishments the member of parliament to whom she had applied has chosen a secretary possessed of political influence that is the excuse put forward in his letter to mrs tenbruggen wretched corrupt creature if he was worth a thought i should pity him he has lost philip's services three days more have slipped by the aspect of my heaven on earth is beginning to alter perhaps the author of that wonderful french novel le meux is right when he tells us that human happiness is misery in masquerade it would be wrong to say that i am miserable 
but i may be on my way to it i am anxious to-day when he did not know that i was observing him i discovered a preoccupied look in philip's eyes he laughed when i asked if anything had happened to vex him was it a natural laugh he put his arm round me and kissed me was it done mechanically i dare say i am out of humour myself i think i had a little headache morbid probably i won't think of it any more it has occurred to me this morning that he may dislike being left by himself while i am engaged in my household affairs if this is the case intensely as i hate her utterly as i loathe the idea of putting her in command over my domestic dominions i shall ask miss jillgall to take my place as housekeeper i was away to-day in the kitchen regions rather longer than usual when i had done with my worries philip was not to be found maria looking out of one of the bedroom windows instead of doing her work had seen mr dunboyne leave the house it was possible that he had charged miss jillgall with a message for me i asked if she was in her room no she too had gone out it was a fine day and philip had no doubt taken a stroll but he might have waited till i could join him there were some orders to be given to the butcher and the greengrocer i too left the house hoping to get rid of some little discontent caused by thinking of what had happened returning by way of high street i declare i can hardly believe it even now i did positively see miss jillgall coming out of a pawnbroker's shop the direction in which she turned prevented her from seeing me she was quite unaware that i had discovered her and i have said nothing about it since but i noticed something unusual in the manner in which her watch-chain was hanging and i asked her what o'clock it was she said you have got your own watch i told her my watch had stopped so is mine she said there is no doubt about it now she has pawned her watch what for she lives here for nothing and she has not had a new dress since i have known her why does she want money philip had not returned when i got home another mysterious journey to london no after an absence of more than two hours he came back naturally enough i asked what he had been about he had been taking a long walk for his health's sake no to think to think of what well i might be surprised to hear it but his idle life was beginning to weigh on his spirits he wanted employment had he thought of an employment not yet which way had he walked any way he had not noticed where he went these replies were all made in a tone that offended me besides i observed there was no dust on his boots after a week of dry weather and his walk of two hours did not appear to have heated or tired him i took an opportunity of consulting mrs tenbruggen she had anticipated that i should appeal to her opinion as a woman of the world i shall not set down in detail what she said some of it humiliated me and from some of it i recoiled the expression of her opinion came to this in the absence of experience a certain fervour of temperament was essential to success in the art of fascinating men either my temperament was deficient or my intellect overpowered it 
it was natural that i should suppose myself to be as susceptible to the tender passion as the most excitable woman living delusion my helena amiable delusion had i ever observed or had any friend told me that my pretty hands were cold hands i had beautiful eyes expressive of vivacity of intelligence of every feminine charm except the one inviting charm that finds favour in the eyes of a man she then entered into particulars which i don't deny showed a true interest in helping me i was ungrateful sulky self-opinionated dating from that day's talk with mrs tenbruggen my new friendship began to show signs of having caught a chill but i did my best to follow her instructions and failed it is perhaps true that my temperament is overpowered by my intellect or is it possibly truer still that the fire in my heart when it warms to love is a fire that burns low my belief is that i surprised philip instead of charming him he responded to my advances but i felt that it was not done in earnest not spontaneously had i any right to complain was i in earnest was i spontaneous we were making love to each other under false pretenses oh what a fool i was to ask for mrs tenbruggen's advice a humiliating doubt has come to me suddenly has his heart been inclining to eunice again after such a letter as she has written to him impossible three events since yesterday which i consider trifling as they may be intimations of something wrong first miss jillgall who at one time was eager to take my place has refused to relieve me of my housekeeping duties secondly philip has been absent again on another long walk thirdly when philip returned depressed and sulky i caught miss jillgall looking at him with interest and pity visible in her skinny face what do these things mean i am beginning to doubt everybody not one of them philip included cares for me but i can frighten them at any rate yesterday evening i dropped on the floor as suddenly as if i had been shot a fit of some sort the doctor honestly declared that he was at a loss to account for it he would have laid me under an eternal obligation if he had failed to bring me back to life again as it is i am more clever than the doctor what brought on the fit is well known to me rage furious overpowering deadly rage was the cause i am now in the cold-blooded state which can look back at the event as composedly as if it had happened to some other girl suppose that girl had let her sweetheart know how much she loved him as she had never let him know it before suppose she opened the door again the instant after she had left the room eager poor wretch to say once more for the fiftieth time my angel i love you suppose she found her angel standing with his back toward her so that his face was reflected in the glass and suppose she discovered in that face so smiling and so sweet when his head had rested on her bosom only the moment before the most hideous expression of disgust that features can betray there can be no doubt of it i had made my poor offering of love to a man who secretly loathed me i wonder that i survived my sense of my own degradation well 
i am alive and i know him in his true character at last am i a woman who submits when an outrage is offered to her what will happen next who knows i am in a fine humour what i have just written has set me laughing at myself helena gracedia has one merit at least she is a very amusing person i slept last night this morning i am strong again calm wickedly capable of deceiving mr philip dunboyne as he has deceived me he has not the faintest suspicion that i have discovered him i wish he had courage enough to kill somebody how i should enjoy hiring the nearest window to the scaffold and seeing him hanged miss jillgall is in better spirits than ever she is going to take a little holiday and the cunning creature makes a mystery of it good-bye miss helena i am going to stay for a day or two with a friend what friend who cares last night i was wakeful in the darkness a daring idea came to me to-day i have carried out the idea something has followed which is well worth entering in my diary i left the room at the usual hour for attending to my domestic affairs the obstinate cook did me a service she was insolent she wanted to have her own way i gave her her own way in less than five minutes i was on the watch in the pantry which has a view of the house door my hat and my parasol were waiting for me on the table in case of my going out too in a few minutes more i heard the door opened mr philip dunboyne stepped out he was going to take another of his long walks i followed him to the street in which the cabs stand he hired the first one on the rank an open chase while i kept hidden in a shop door the moment he started on his drive i hired a closed cab double your fare i said to the driver whatever it may be if you follow that chase cleverly and do what i tell you he nodded and winked at me a wicked-looking old fellow just the man i wanted we followed the chase End of chapter fifty five